are live, okay, and I'll be following along on our on the chat to see if there's any questions there. Don't oh, worry, sorry, guys. Yeah. And um, yeah, it looks like it's seven o'clock. Thank you very much. Again, um, I would like to thank everyone for joining us during this amazing event today. We are hosting our third AMA. Uh, this is the AMA for May. Very cool. It rhymes, right? Um, thank you very much for joining us. Um, just a few things to get uh, everyone going here. Um, just a few house rules. Um, again, again, this is a event for us to learn about the game. Uh, so please respect everyone's opinion. Um, also, just have fun and um, yeah, stay cool. So my name is Laudi. I'm the community manager for Cryptopia. Um, so I just want to go ahead and introduce the panel. So we got here our Chief Topia Sangho Grohlman. Um, he's gonna talk. He's our CEO. Uh, we got here our founder and lead developer Frank Bonnet. He's just around here hanging out with uh, with us. He's busy doing a lot of coding for Cryptopia, so he's just listening in right now. Um, so and we also have um, Hans, who's uh, gonna talk about. Um, something very important that happened this last few days with us. Um, we also have our special guests from Vietnam. So I hope, yeah, I hope you guys are listening in and um, welcome to Cryptopia. Thank you very much for joining. Um, so yeah, let's get started. You know what? Uh, yeah, Laudi, uh, don't forget uh, John and Tuan and Diff, oh, also yes. from the team. Yes. <laughs> John and Tom very important. are on the line right now, and uh, they're listening in as well. Thank you very much for the moderators, mm -hmm. too, for joining in. Um, oh, Tuan, yes. I think you're there. Okay, great. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much. Um, we're all complete. Um, let's get started with, uh, with the event. So, you know what? Um, these past few months, there has been a significant growth for Cryptopia, and... We couldn't achieve that without you guys' help, you know, um, with, with you talking to your friends, sharing our posts. So we all it up to you. So thank you very much. And to be to provide you with an exact number, uh, Cryptopia's um, popularity, if you if you could call it that way, right, has grown by 824 percent, 824 percent across the board. That is a significant growth. We have like um, we have like a we're over five thousand likes now on Facebook, and our Discord is now nearing six k. Just a few months ago, we only had less than a thousand. We are really growing, and for that, we really would like to thank you for allowing us to grow with you, for allowing us to spread our wings, so to speak. Right. <laughs> so um, yeah. A lot of things happened. Um, our friends from YGG and Sando joined us. Um, we lot we met a lot of people during the event that we had in Daxio. Um, our Vietnamese friends are joining in now. Um, we now have a Vietnamese channel in our Discord, and it has been nothing but spectacular how Cryptopia has grown in such a short span of time. And so, right now, to talk about to talk a little bit about our trip in Daxio. Um, we got here Hans, or Hans, he is our co-founder, and he would like to go ahead and share with you our experience in Phuket, Thailand. 
Yeah, thank you, Laudi. Well, uh, I guess uh, everyone uh, who follows a little bit the socials is aware that we uh, went to uh, Phuket. I think we posted. Yes, it was a wonderful uh, trip, and we were very honored to um, get invited by uh, the Daxio family. It gave it gave us a chance to tell uh, everything about Cryptopia to the uh, the. the to, the, to all the members and we uh, mingled and we got a lot of uh, very uh, good uh, contacts. Um, the presentation we could give was um, very, very nice. People loved it. Uh, actually, it was, uh, was a wonderful uh, weekend and uh, I hope uh, very soon we can do an, uh, a new event and then uh, maybe with uh, even more people. So, yeah, again, uh, thanks uh, to Daxio uh, to let us uh, join the event. Absolutely. And you know what? Um, it's one thing for me and for the rest of the team to talk to you guys via Discord and, you know, share stories about how you were able to mint, how, how really excited you are uh, for Cryptopia and stuff. But to, to actually see these people... To actually see these people and talk to them, um, share stories with them, really get to mingle with them. It's really a surreal experience because you actually get to see the people that are supporting the game. And that for me is one thing that no one can take away. Because I saw firsthand how people, elderly people, young people, women men boys girls everyone was so excited for cryptopia it was a wonderful and successful event and we thank you guys for supporting us all throughout that um and so right now speaking of support we have here our ceo sang ho groman he is uh he's our chief topia he will be providing you with more information about game economy and he's a very experienced, he went to a lot of events, a lot of conventions that talked about NFTs and crypto. So he'll be more than happy to share with you his knowledge today. Take it away, Chief Topia. Take it away, Chief Topia. All right, Topia. so, yeah, I was, I was muted. So first of all, can you hear me? Yes, yes, we can. Loud and clear. Okay, good, 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 good. Well, thank you, Laudi. Thank you for the introduction. And uh, to the audience, thank you very much for joining today. Um, I'm very happy that you can make time in your busy schedules and, uh, well, listen to us, what we have to tell about the game. Uh, Laudi, I have 10 minutes, 15 minutes, right? So you, you are allowed to be rude and uh, cut me off if I take too long because I'm uh, really excited about the topic and I can be carried away and talk too much. So, uh, well, let's start about it. Um, well, first of all, uh, a brief history about game economics, um, how I sort of came into uh, or, or came in touch with, with game economics. And of course, my first experience was from gaming, playing games myself. And at first, I was not aware of game economics at all. I just wanted to play a game. Uh, I want to buy stuff uh, in the game or sell stuff in the game to upgrade items and to get better, to progress in the game. Uh, and then later when I started playing the more strategic games like Civilization, um, 
I got more confronted with the economy side uh, of the game because it's all about the supply chain. It's all about getting stuff from the ground or build stuff and sell it or build stuff and use it to progress in, in, in the game. Um, but when I really started to understand or, or, or see the beauty of the game economics was when I started playing online games around 2003. Uh, I'm a diehard Guild Wars player, Guild Wars 1 and Guild Wars 2. And, well, I was flabbergasted because she could not only trade with the computer, like the NPCs, but she could trade with other players. And you could use an auction house and, and a marketplace and stuff like that. So it was completely new to me. And I really, really loved it. And I like to dive into a game and really understand and learn all the aspects. So with the MMOs, with the multiplayer online games, uh, there's always uh, an element of crafting, a functionality of crafting, so you can create stuff. And when you have an economy, an in-game economy, it's always a good question. Are you going to craft it yourself? Or is it maybe more uh, efficient in time and money and resources, in-game money? Um, to buy it from another person or to buy it from the game. So crafting by nature makes you think about the economy. Is it worth making it yourself or is it cheaper to do it by another means? Then came, uh, around that time, a couple of years later, came uh, the free-to-play uh, element into the traditional gaming world. Uh, for the people that are not really familiar with free-to-play, basically it means you can you're allowed to play the game, uh, but if you really want to get uh, the most out of it, or if you want to progress uh, at a decent speed, uh, you have to pay, or you can pay and upgrade the game. And you can buy, uh, you can buy a lot of things like um, expansion on the map, or travel skills, or a larger bag, so you don't have to run back and forth to empty your bag. Uh, you name it, you got it. So the game's really invented uh, a lot of things that you could buy or upgrade. By the way, I'm, I'm writing a blog about free-to-play and the rise of free-to-play, so if you are interested, follow me on Twitter and you'll see the notification uh, pretty soon. But what I want to, why I want to tell about this is uh, with the free-to-play model, um, the game's introduced uh, a, a multiple currency system, so to say. So you have a one, the basic currency, that is like gold or silver that is dropped by monsters, or you get as a reward when you do a quest, when you sell materials to the NPCs. But there's also another currency, and that is for special items only. So that's like a gem, or a star, or a VIP points. And these are not available uh, by playing through the game. So you can only get these currencies by paying with real money. And of course, if you pay, um, you, you get access to uh, the, the, well, the, the more advanced items, or the, 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 the nicer cosmetics and stuff like that. So that's how the free-to-play model works. Uh, there's a large number of people that play for free, and there's a really tiny part um, that is paying. Well, today there's an extra addition to uh, game economics, and that's of course the play-to-earn, or play-and-earn, or whatever you call it. It's the blockchain technology allowing you to play a game and earn real crypto, or at least own your assets. And that is, in my opinion, the most interesting development at the moment. So you can now own your game assets and you can do whatever you want within the game or outside the game. So that's how I got in touch with game economics. And the basic of game economics, maybe it's good to also explain that to you. Um, 
A game economic is everything that is related to the game reward structure. So when you play a game, you want to achieve something, you want to progress. You can earn experience points, gold or other currencies, skill points, resources, what well, you name it, a game has it and you can earn. And it's very important for a game to have all these flows, all these gaming flows and loops connected in a, in, in, in a balanced way. Uh, otherwise people won't play your game anymore. They think it's unfair or they cannot progress. Uh, to give a simple example, let's say there's a game and you can be level five in three days. So you have to play three days and the game is designed that you have uh, level five at, at that point. And when you're level five, you are able to buy a house. And this house, let's say, costs uh, uh, one million gold. So you get to level five on day three, and then you look at your wallet and you only accumulated 100 gold. So you can buy a house for one million gold, but you only have 100 gold. So that's not really a good uh, game economy, right? So you have to somehow accumulate a lot of gold in order to buy that house that you're able to because you're level five. Or the other way around, let's say you are level five and you look into your wallet and you have 10 billion gold, so you can buy many, many houses. That's also not a good uh, balance in the game because it's too easy for you to attain uh, an item. Another example of uh, the game economy is like you need 100 stone. So you need to mine 100 stone to build a house. But you cannot mine it because you're level 5. And the mines with stone are only in areas where you can go when you're level 10. So these are really simplified examples. But it shows that you really need to think through all your flows in your games. In your game, in your game loops. Um, then, uh, as I explained in, in, in my first part, there are the free-to-play slash premium games. Freemium, it's also called like that. And there the gaming economy has another stream, and that's the stream of revenue for the publisher. So for, let's say, for, for Cryptopia, for us, for the team, we create a game and we also need to uh, earn revenue in order to run the game. Um, before the free-to-play area, a game developer just sold the game, so you bought the game or you downloaded the game. And in theory, uh, you could buy a game and never play it. And still, that studio or the game developer, of course, earned their money because you bought it. But with free-to-play, it's different. With the free-to-play, people really, really need to have you engaged. So they need to keep you playing and engaged. So you have fun in the game and you are stimulated to do small transactions, like the microtransactions. And in order to do that, they really need to do their best to <laughs> make you spend, right? And the fun fact is, they don't need everyone to spend. It's only a small percentage and it depends a bit on the game, but it ranges from 0.5% in certain games to 10% of the total gaming population that is spending money. So that is doing microtransactions. So it's only a small part of the population, a small part of the gamers that is really spending. Now, what's going to happen now? And that's really interesting for me and, and also for you, I think. Um, about the future of the game economics and the possibility of the blockchain at a whole new level. As I explained, you can now own your assets and you can do whatever you like. And just like the microtransactions in the traditional gaming, it changed really the industry. Um, it's also going to change the gaming industry with the blockchain game. And at the basic level, nothing changes because you need to have a good balance into your game. Uh, gaming loops and flows. 
If it's not there, your game probably gonna fail. Uh, the interesting part about the play to earn is that the motivation of the players got extra dimensions. You have players that play for fun, and you have players that play to earn. Players can have different roles, so a player can be also an investor with completely different motivations. So, like you, you are the early adopters of our game, and you have invested probably, or I hope you have, in early access ships. And so you are also an investor in our game, like a seed investor. And uh, thank you very much for that, by the way. We're very happy, as Laudi already explained, and Hans. We need you, and we're very happy that you uh, put your trust in us at this stage in our game. Um, but, and there's no right or wrong here, um, you could also be an investor that is not interested in the long term but only want to make a flip. Well, it's possible. And it's not bad. Those people are also helping us. <clears throat> but this will also, why am I telling this? This will also have implications for the game economics because the objectives of the players um, differ now and the game loops and flows need to reflect these. It gets more complicated to create a sustainable balance because of the earn component or the investment component. And I believe we saw this already with some play-to-earn games. Um, they lack gameplay or means for new players to enter. So having to buy an NFT for a thousand US dollars in order to start earning a token, a game token that is worth less than a cent, that's not a healthy balance, right? Because people won't do it. It's, it's the barrier to entry is too high or it's too uncertain uh, whether they will recover their investment. So the future of the game economics, if anything, I think game economics will get more complicated in the future and game developers need to work harder to get a healthy balance. So I believe that the quality of the games will go up, um, that there are many games that will fail because of the quality is not high enough and the game economy is not uh, fought well enough, uh, fought through well enough. You all here for Cryptopia, so let's talk about Cryptopia for a minute. Um, Laudi asked me to a couple of questions to, to talk about, so uh, that's what I'm addressing now. And one of the questions is explain how Cryptopia plays a role in the advancement of game economics. Now, in my opinion, and Frank and Hans and, and the rest of the team, correct me if I'm wrong, Cryptopia will absolutely contribute to the advancement of the game economics in general and especially for the blockchain, the play-to-earn or play-and-earn genre. And I have a couple of points why I think this will be the case. And first and foremost, um, we will add human labor to the resource pool. And it sounds a bit, <laughs> a bit fuzzy maybe, but um, we will add the human labor, the in-game human labor, so your avatar can go somewhere and provide labor, and we will add it into the supply chains. And in other games, you also need to cooperate for missions or quests or raids. So you need other players, uh, even at large scale, like server to server or world to world battles. But now you need other players um, at a basic level in the supply chain, in your game flow. And that is really, really unique. And while doing so, we create a sort of a virtual economy for skills. So players that want to contribute to the game will need to maintain a certain reputation because if your reputation is good, you probably, or your chances that you are hired or that your skills are, are recruited um, uh, are better. 
So think of it like a sort of a Fiverr or Upwork. Doing a good job in the game will get you rewarded at the end. Another point why I think our game is uh, contributing to the advancement of game economics is that we allow you to pool resources. So you can go public. So if you don't have enough funds to buy an asset, you can say, okay, I'm going to start a company and I'm going to issue shares and together we're going to buy that asset. This is really unique for a game. And this implies that you can share assets. And that's another point. We allow in our game that players can share assets the way they like. So you can co-own an asset, like issuing a share, or maybe with your family, you don't have to issue shares, but you pool your resources and you buy it together as players, uh, or you can lend it. So I have an asset and I don't have the time, or I like you, and I say, oh, you know, you know what? You can play with my asset or with my NFT, and we split uh, the revenue, if there's revenue, like a 50-50 or 40-60% distribution, up to you. Then what we also have in our economy is a tax system. And Cryptopia has no tax haven, so sorry if you, if you want to evade uh, taxation, everyone will contribute in Cryptopia. So there will be a small tax on transactions, and this small tax will flow back into the treasury of Cryptopia. So the treasury is a bit of a container word, but what I mean is it will flow back into the game, and it will be used uh, as a reward for other players later on. So players help or fund, fund is not really the good word, but fuel the other players. Um, then we also have public services in our game, and these have a similar mechanism. So for instance, there's a notary or there's a court, and players pay a fee for these services, and a portion of these fees flow back into the game, into the treasury. And lastly, because I'm running out of time, uh, we have a guest system. Uh, we have a blockchain game, so the whole game state is on the blockchain. And whenever we need to read or write, there will be a transaction. And for that transaction, you need a small amount of gas. Like uh, on Ether, um, you have the GUI. And you all know, because you own NFTs probably, um, gas can be a huge pain in the, <clears throat> in the behind. Because it's sometimes too expensive to do a small transaction. We believe we have a very nice system and that is by deducting a very small percentage uh, of your transaction of your quest reward um, and that small percentage will flow into your gas account so you never have to bother or think about do i have enough gas um, how much gas do i have you always have enough gas to play and you fuel yourself by playing um loudy i guess i'm over my time already sorry for that <laughs> no no it's okay you know we really learned a lot in that short span of time you know thank you very much um we do have some questions prepared for you um from Good. the questionnaires that we sent out our our community so one of the questions there was <clears throat> will there be a price for crt soon how are we going to regulate the market value of the CRT? Are we going to be able to stake outside of the game once CRT tokens receive its market value? That's a good question. Um, well, well, the price uh, of CRT will be determined ultimately by uh, supply and demand. And there's no CRT now. So uh, when we sell it, we determine 
the price of uh, surety at the beginning. So currently we have a private sale and we sell at uh, 0.0025 cent. Um, but there is not really a place now to transact, right? So the private investors, well, first of all, and it's important to say they have a vesting scheme, so they cannot uh, dump our tokens. So they get into uh, our game, they invest into our game. And over a period of 24 months, they get uh, a small batch, 5%, I believe, of the of their uh, tokens. And then we will have a public sale and that's after the private sale and, and after we run the open beta uh, for a little while, so we know it's stable uh, and that the price of that token will be 0 0.01 US dollar cent. And then more people outside of the, outside of the private investment um, will have their tokens and it's up to them um, what they do with it. So we will, for sure, in our game, when it runs on the mainnet, um, we will allow or, or give you means to buy um, CRT. But it's up to you, uh, and that's the beauty of the blockchain, uh, if you want to do it on a, on a decentralized exchange somewhere else, be our guest, you know. So uh, if you want to transact or, or, or swap it, it's, it's really up to the player or the owner or the holder of the CRT token. Um, so it's not really possible for us to control it. Uh, and we won't pursue uh, control. Uh, and the other question was about staking, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, answer that question, yeah. Yeah. So th there will be staking uh, within our game, and we, our team, wrote an excellent uh, article about it, so we can share it uh, later on. Yep. Um, but staking outside uh, of Cryptopia, well, that's again up to other parties. Um, so if you, if, if you go to uh, DeFi sites or even exchanges like Binance or, 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 or uh, uh, well, let's say Binance, you can stake. Um, but it's up to them uh, if they like to stake our, our token. So we, we won't actively pursue or, or, or uh, facilitate external staking of our token. All right, great. Thank so you I so hope much this for answering that um, um Saying, oh, yes. uh, thank you, thank you. Um, here's a simple question for you. Um, you know, given the success of Cryptopia in Asia, um, do you have plans to go here in the Philippines? Yes, if my schedule allows it, I definitely want to uh, visit the Philippines. Uh, well, also, a part of our team is located in the Philippines, so uh, if, if, if I can't make it in person, uh, part of our team most likely will and yes we we really have our focus on uh, on the philippines but also on the other countries in southeast asia like uh, vietnam uh, indonesia yep thank you very much for that and i've never i've never been in the philippines and I, i'm a really a foodie so i really look forward to go there and uh, sample some food wow yes yes thank you very much um guys we are now opening the floor for questions so um, you can raise your hand if you have a question or if you are too shy to go on stage, you could go ahead and write down your questions on our questions channel inside our server and um, one of the mods will ping me uh, with the best questions, okay? And so right now, um, we have Rich Me raising their hand right now. I'll be putting you on stage. RichMe998, all right. So I'm inviting you on stage right now. So we get to hear your voice. Come on down. Here we go. 
um, of send the invite. Okay. You were raising your hand a few minutes ago. No, not anymore. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So who's raising their hands? Angelo. All right, Angelo. Um, let's invite you to the stage. Thank you very much. Welcome. Uh, what is your question for our chief? Um, Hello. Uh, good morning, Philippines, and good uh, good evening. Uh, I'm. Uh, I just want to ask. Uh, in future, uh, do you have plans on getting some influencer or hiring some content creator on social medias? So this game will be known in other country or most likely in the Philippines because uh, some Filipinos always look looking for some content creators or influencers. Uh, just like that, do you have some plans on getting some some of it? Um, yeah, that's a very good question, Angelo. Thank you very much for that. Actually, we are in talks with content creators right now uh, as far as um, marketing our game. Since our game is not yet fully launched or it's not live, so we can't ask content creators to stream it as of this time. But we are talking to content creators, YouTubers, um, influencers in the NFT space to uh, promote our game. So as of right now, yeah, we're doing that. But uh, we are still making sure that the people that we're connecting to are the right fit because there's a lot of people right now in the NFT space that are just, you know, that are associated with scams and we don't we, we don't want to be like that. So we just want to make sure that it's the right fit first. And then after that, once the game is live, reach out to content creators and ask them to play the game while streaming. So, yeah, we have we do have plans. And last last questions about the timeline of the games and uh, what uh, what the uh, in uh, what timeline do you have to launch in the game or how many months or days? Yeah, that's a good question, uh, Angelo. And uh, we recently shared uh, an article about that uh, in which we explained that we cannot really commit to. Uh, dates because of the blockchain technology which is uh, pretty experimental uh, we plan to have however to have our open beta in the, the third quarter of this year and from there we have to see uh, how things work what what the community also wants to see of our game um, and depending on that we can uh, create further timelines but it's not set in stone but we we think we will make it in the third quarter of this year to start the open beta and then you can uh, uh, play the game and we slowly will develop all the game functionalities and add it to the open beta uh, until the point where we have a full running game on the testnet. And once that is stable and once uh, the community is also uh, happy with it, because you, the players, the community needs to be happy with what we built, right? Otherwise, you're not going to play it. So we really need to listen to you. And only then we will say, OK, now it's ready and now we'll start a phased migration to the mainnet. I hope this answers your question. Okay, thank you very much, sir. All yes, right. thank you for your questions, Angelo. All right, thank you very much, Angelo, for stepping up on stage to uh, um, to go ahead and provide your questions. All right, so another question from our questionnaire that we sent out. 
can you name some examples of monetizations that do not rely purely on expected returns? For example, are there any monetization options that appeal strictly to gamers that would consider it like a payment for a game or a microtransaction rather than an investment for profit? <laughs> okay. That's a, that's a good question. And well, first of all, um, this game is a play to earn or play and earn game. So the whole gameplay is geared towards earning. So for instance, if you have a ship, a starter ship, you can upgrade this ship because then you can get faster uh, to certain locations or you can carry more uh, items and resources that in itself could be viewed as a payment for a game, but you could also argue this is also an investment because you expect to have an edge so you, you can earn better or earn more. So I think it's a bit difficult to answer this one uh, um, because everything somehow is related to uh, an expected return. But we also have uh, items that are really cut off expected returns and those are like uh, cosmetic items like uh, NFTs with which you can uh, decorate your house or your your avatar can have uh, like a certain style of clothing and stuff like that but then again you can also buy those uh, cosmetics and of course trade them later on in the game so it depends on, on, on your point of view what you see as an expected return I think I believe uh, I'm not sure if the question asker is here but uh, I understand your question and yes we have monetization apart from uh, uh, investors like uh, cosmetics uh, as I explained but we also have a lot of no gray area stuff like a faster ship or an upgrade of your ship and that is not really like a hard investment like investing in uh, a title deed so a piece of land uh, but these investments, as I, I as I told, will in the end contribute to a better return. So it's up to the player, of course, if they expect it or if they just want it because they like the game and want to advance in the game. And then there's a completely cut off monetization or revenue stream uh, that is cut off of the player. And that is that we can allow uh, third parties like brands or other uh, games or other partners um, to introduce their... Um, um, how do you say, uh, well, name or exposure via uh, quests. So think about, well, it's a stupid example, but like Coca-Cola wants to have a brand recognition in our game. They can decide to uh, work together with us, of course, uh, paid, and they can have their own quest line or part of a quest, stuff like that. So there are many, well, there are many, many options to uh, have monetization uh, that is cut off from uh, expected returns. So I hope this... Uh, answers the question all right great thank you very much um, um you know we've, we've been really learning a lot and uh shout out to peters he's our main man from uh he's what well, he did a youtube um video on us so thank you very much shout out to peters subscribe to his youtube channel um all right so we have zima um she um she there is a question here let's go ahead and invite that person to speak Okay, here we go. Inviting. There you go. Hi, Zima. Welcome to stage. Yeah, what's your question? Um, actually, the one who asked the, the previous question. Um, 
Uh, I, I do like the answer. Uh, I just want to clarify a bit uh, on the thoughts behind the question. Um, uh, how do I phrase it? Like when um, when you have a game, uh, especially a play to earn or a play and earn game, uh, you often uh, see that um, because of the expected returns, um, players come in and they invest in the game. Uh, which uh, initially grows the economy of the game because um, the game is at that point in the growth phase. So uh, every day, uh, more and more uh, players uh, start to join and those incoming new players, they will have to buy into the game, which uh, basically pays for the people that have come before them. And uh, that all goes fine and uh, everyone makes a profit at that point until it stops growing because once it stops growing then uh, the amount of income that comes in starts to slow down which means the ones that have bought at the peak basically um, they will be uh, getting screwed so to prevent that you will also need to have some kind of uh, burn mechanisms and uh, incentivizations to uh, draw in players that um, enjoy the game uh, like uh, normal free-to-play games uh, that don't expect to see a profit, but that actually just uh, play the game from gameplay. Uh, cosmetics is indeed a good example, but uh, that's basically what I um, uh, what I meant to say. Like um, in the bubble phase, it's really easy, but uh, what are the plans for afterwards? Ah, okay. Thank you, Simon, for clarifying because now I understand your question better. Uh, yes, I, I fully agree with you, and that's also what, what I run into uh, all the times, also talking to people or at conferences where I was in Paris and Lisbon. Um, that's not fair, and that's also not a game. So I think the crux of this question, or, or, or the crux of the, the solution, is of course that you have to have gameplay, and in order to have gameplay, you need players that are attracted to your game. And I believe that Cryptopia really has a unique... A mechanism to ensure that there are also players not only going in to buy your back or holding your back but also to actually play and contribute and add value to the game and that's why we allow people to uh, play our game without investing so that's for one so also without investing into an expensive nft you can play and start earning uh, tokens of course the rate at which you earn tokens is not the same as the rate at which you earn tokens when you invest in an nft because that would be unfair of course but we allow you to slowly um, well, you dip your toes into the water and while doing that, add to the gameplay of the people who are invested. So for instance, with the labor, um, let's say you buy a piece of land with a gold mine on it and you want to extract the gold and then you have to buy a blueprint, blueprint and on that blueprint it's specified what exactly you need to build that gold mine. So of course you need resources like uh, steel and uh, well, you name it. But there's also one thing else and that's unique, you need labor from other people. And other players need to go to your construction site and offer their labor and in return for that they get rewarded with a certain amount of tokens. So the free player can uh, go there um, and receive and well by offering their labor uh, earn tokens and there are many quests around it which also reward tokens and there's a chance to win uh, uh, nfts and also the more exclusive nfts so there are many mechanisms in place for people to uh, actually play the game without even thinking about investing okay 
of, of more investments that are interacted with this topic. I'm sorry, uh, your, your connection breaks or my connection break, but I could not hear you. Um, uh, is it better now? Yeah, that now it's better, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, thank you for the answer. It's, uh, it's a good answer. Uh, is it okay if I ask another question? Yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah, yeah well, uh, to Okay. Um, so this game, it has uh, four factions. Uh, I really like uh, how they um, each have their uh, uh, leader and uh, how they have banter in the game and such. I think it adds a lot of uh, value. I really like it. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, what if one faction gets like really large, like maybe uh, it gets like 50% of all the players or something like that? Like. Uh, what are the systems yeah. in place to balance that? Yeah. yeah, that's a good question. That's a really good question. You want to answer it, Lardy? Yeah, let me go ahead and take that one, uh, Chief. Good. So basically, um, so once you get into Cryptopia, you'll be given, you'll be, you'll be able to see the map, right? And uh, in that map, you'll be able to see the the percentage of what faction is ruling. So, for example, um, industrial. Let's say, for example, go industrial. Um, is the ruling faction right now so if you choose and we don't have the specific threshold yet what percentage that is but what we're planning on doing is we're planning on doing a like a diminishing return effect so let's so let's say for example you want to join industrial because the concept is the more factions the more people that you have in a certain faction the stronger that you are right because industrial affects the climate and the worse the climate is, um, the worse, um, the better it is for industrials. But it at a certain threshold, if you still join um, the industrial faction, there will be dimi diminishing returns for you. So that's how we're planning on doing it. But we, it's not really fleshed out yet. But that's one of the ways that we plan to balance balance things out if a certain faction gets super strong. Oh, yeah, is that is that is that answer cool with you? Yeah. Yeah, cool. I'm, uh, I'm really excited to see how it uh, will turn out, but uh, I do understand that uh, you may not have completely pretend fashion idea. Absolutely. Uh, uh, don't worry. Once the game is, you know, as we grow, we'll provide more information to you guys and explain how the game mechanics work. You can also go to our Reddit account where we usually explain how. How we implement things in Cryptopia. So thank you very much, Zima, for joining us on stage right now. Um, thank you very much for supporting Cryptopia. All right. So um, we have a question in chat, um, Chief. Um, it's it's a very quick one. How much game sure. time must you spend to make earnings? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually a very good question, but also for this, we did not really have it fleshed out yet. And that's also uh, why we need to open beta and why we need you, the community, because once we, well, of course we have an idea. And once we are going to connect all the, all the game loops and all the game flows, we will have, you know, as, as my example, you know, for to become level five in three days, well, all these things we will sort of you know, write down and try to connect to each other and then see where, where, where is the balance. But the proof to pudding will be in the eating and the eating will be when uh, we, we allow you to play the open demo and, uh, well, then we will 
for sure know uh, the answer. But for now, I can't give you any answer. Okay. But but what I do know, the answer I can give you, of course, it's not really in, in, in numbers, but uh, your time will be rewarded. So And that's the beauty of blockchain gaming. So you are able now to invest your time and you know get rewarded for your time in a way um, that you can also have you know the power to differentiate so you you can decide what to do with the rewards you get you know you can invest in the game you can sell it to another one uh, you can hold it or you can be a pirate you know and loot other people yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. also yes so there's a lot of gameplay aspects that you know you know incentivizes you to play either a tycoon or an adventure whether you want to be a bounty hunter or whether you want to be a pirate, there's a lot of ways for you to earn that we can guarantee. Um, just to just to answer a few questions in chat right now, um, yes, the game will be in multiple platforms um, via an app, basically um, through Mac, Windows, Linux. Um, the AMA uh, we're also planning on doing an app, but that's way 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 in the future because we want to make sure that everything is stable first using the app uh, on the on your computer. So we'll, do, we'll go mobile once the game launches first. And then after that, um, the AMA is recorded. So we'll, also, we'll post it on our socials and also post it on YouTube. So for your convenience, if you want to rewatch it. We'll also send you a recap um, via Reddit. So if you want to take a look at you know, a written version of what we just discussed, you can go ahead and do that. And shout out to Angelo who has a question. Uh, Chief, this one's for you. How do we sustain the game? How do we sustain the game? And how? what is the burning mechanism of the game, so to speak? Is this question. Okay, that's nice. Yeah, well, we do not really have a burning mechanism um, that you may know from other games that is really, really burned. Um, but we do have a mechanism. And, and well, in, in game economics, you have uh, the tap, so that's providing the uh, the rewards and you have to sync so where the rewards go and in our case the the tap will be uh, well it's the, the CRT the tokens are 40% of all the tokens uh, are, are locked in the game so that's a tap so you can play and uh, unlock them and get them as a reward and the sync will be uh, in our case a part of the uh, transactions are going to the treasury as I explained in my uh, at the beginning of my introduction so a small part of all the transactions uh, uh, our text and the text is going to go back in the game. Um, but the real burning mechanism uh, we don't have, and we also don't need really need it because uh, we have a fixed amount of tokens, so the supply is limited, so it's it's just fixed. Um, and in, in in other games where the supply is not fixed and where new tokens come into the game, you of course need a burning rate or at least a mechanism to to balance it. Uh, we believe that we don't need one, uh, and the ones we have, like a taxation or the, uh, we also have public services where you pay a fee if you use these uh, and stuff like that. Uh, we believe that will be sufficient enough. Um, also, we have the staking, so we encourage people to uh, stake a part of the tokens uh, in order to get voting power, of course. Um, so we have sufficient means of uh, or means for reducing or at least temporarily reducing uh, the supply or control or maintain the supply. All right, great. Um, thank you very much. Is that an answer to your question, Angela? Uh, I think that should be good. 
Um, does anyone here um, want to come up on stage? Uh, he's touching rats. Questions? <laughs> All right, great. So, yeah, thank you very much, Chief. Um, does anyone of you guys here on stage want to go on stage and ask a question? Um, we highly encourage you to go ahead and do so. Oh, there you go. There's one. Uh, we got Zimma again. Yeah, hi. Zimma, thank you very much for being on stage again. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me. I saw, I saw recently in the, um, in the chat uh, a leak about the website. I don't know if I pronounced it correctly, but uh, it, it's basically the, the ore that um, people find it uh, into uh, aluminium. And that takes a lot of energy. Uh, that makes me wonder about how the energy in the tool can respond. Because uh, life, of course, uh, energy, uh, maybe you use it. Uh, or to lose it because it's really hard to elsewhere. But if you put back to the amount of spirits, but if you want to sell oh, energy to Zima, I think the audio is not that very good. Can you um, quickly um, repeat your question? I'm really sorry. Well, yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm sorry for the quality of my mic. Um, so, so which part did you get of it? Um, the entire thing, actually. <laughs> it uh, wasn't clear. Okay, let's let's try again, and if it doesn't work, I I'll just type it. Uh, so uh, recently in the chat, I saw uh, a leak about bauxite, which uh, is the ore that refines into aluminium, and that made me question about the the economics of energy uh, or electricity because. In real life, uh, electricity, uh, you cannot really export it to uh, other countries easily because that needs a lot of infra infrastructure. And uh, if you want to transfer it over a large uh, distance, uh, you will lose a lot of it. So that made me wonder because uh, in real life, uh, Iceland actually has a surplus of energy because of their uh, easy access to geothermal power. And the way they export this excess energy is by exporting uh, a product that uses a lot of uh, electricity, like aluminium. Aluminium. So that made me wonder about how does this game deal with excess energy? Is there like similar mechanics as in real life, or can you just like sell energy and it just magically appears on the other side of the map, for example? Very good question, Zima. Um, I think it is the latter. So uh, you supply it, and, and and you know because you you have some real world examples, and in a way we we really have some real world uh, things going on in our game. But we're also a game. So, like for instance, you can operate a building uh, without energy. Only the output will be lower, and once you are connected to the grid, your output will increase. So you have to think more along these lines about energy then really compare to the real world uh, examples you just gave. But having said that, I think it's still pretty cool to uh, work out some uh, mechanics, uh, like you say, about excess or surpluses of uh, energy, how to deal with that. Is it, uh, are you allowed to have it? Are you allowed to run a surplus? And what can you do with it? So uh, yeah, good question. Uh, can't give you really the answer, but uh, it, 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 it gets me thinking about uh, other options. So uh, thank you for that. Yeah, thank you very much for your insight, Zima. Thank you very much for your being on stage again. 
And so with that being said, that wraps it up for um, this AMA. I hope you guys learned a lot about our game. Um, again, um, the Industrial Factions um, contest has come to a close. After the AMA, I will be announcing the winner. Um, also, just to give you a quick, quick spoiler alert, um, Cryptopia will be doing a super grand quiz. So more on that tomorrow so i'm just giving you a heads up so watch out check our discord check our socials to watch out for the mechanics of how that's gonna go that's really exciting a lot of prizes in store for you so i hope you all of you guys join and so with that being said again chief Sango, thank you very much for allowing us to have you on stage right now and answer our burning questions about our game and talking a little bit about game economy thank you very much we are honored to be in your presence thank you thank you thank you all for uh, spending time uh, here with me thank you absolutely and so with that being said let's go ahead and wrap things up with our co-founder hans who will be doing some who will be saying a few words uh, to close the event Uh, Hans, are you available to uh, close out the event? Or if not, we can uh, have Chief. Um, Chief, can you go ahead and uh, say a few words so that way we can close out the event with a bang? <laughs> I can sing a song for you, but uh, well, let's not do that. No, uh, I'm, I'm really happy to see uh, all the people here, uh, all the friends we already know from the Discord channel, but also a lot of new uh, new people I see in here. Um, I really hope that you understand that our game economy and our gameplay is really unique and addresses a lot of problems that there are at the moment with blockchain gaming. Um, so we, we didn't have it, uh, we didn't talk about the ease of access and stuff like that because we only talked about the economics, but we really addressed three things and let me just shortly touch upon them. So one thing is that blockchain games are unfair as Sima explained. Only the first movers uh, can earn and, and the rest is screwed. So we solved it by allowing you also to play for free and earn uh, and have a mechanism that the free players and, and, and the investors need each other and add value uh, via several loops. So that's one. Second one is it's very difficult to start a blockchain game because you need to have crypto. So you need to buy crypto, then you probably need to buy a, a, a different gas token, you need to go to another blockchain, you need to wrap it, stuff like that. It's, it's really, really complicated. Uh, our game only requires you to sign up, like getting an email address, so with a username, a pin, and a couple of words you need to remember, and that's it, and then you can play. You don't need MetaMask, you don't need to sign transactions outside of the game, everything is in the game. And the third part is our game is really, really, 100% on the blockchain and that means that it is not with service so we can't be taken down we can't be DDoSed um, and we are ready for a really decentralized uh, organization where the players really have a say in the direction of the game so I really hope you understand these three points if you don't please ask us in the discord send us an email or a tweet and uh, I'm more than happy to explain it uh, in more detail or in another way to you so you understand Thank you very much for being here and I hope to uh, talk to you soon in another AMA or uh, in our Discord channel. And with that, I uh, say to you, have a good evening or a good afternoon or a good day, depending on where you are and until the next time. Thank you.
All right. Well said. Thank you very much. Again, everyone, the AMA is recorded. So if you want to listen in on a different day, it will be uploaded on our socials and on YouTube. We'll also send you a recap on Reddit so that way you can read it uh, in written form. Thank you, everyone. Have a great night. Thank you very much for joining our AMA. See you in Cryptopia. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Usually we would have music right now, but let me just go ahead and do some uh, dancing. <laughs> do some <guys>. singing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we can't go ahead and do music since um, Facebook will <laughs> cut out the live feed. So, yeah, thank you very much. Ah, yes. Good night, yeah, guys. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Jan, jan, jan. Bye-bye. Jan, 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 jan. Boom. Jan, 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 jan. Jan, 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 jan. Bye guys. See see you everyone in Discord. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Find the music. Bye. 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 You want music. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you everyone. All right. Bye. Thank you Doxio. Thank you. Thank you Peters. Subscribe to his YouTube channel. Thank you everyone. Bye guys. See you on the next one. Mm-hmm.